0: It's time. It's time. It's time. T- time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find
1: anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl-winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. Ten, 5 victory. Cowboys win. This is Love of the Star. Star. Welcome Star. to the Love Star. of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for One Hundred Five Three, the fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of your Dallas Cowboys. Joined as always by Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl-winning NFL scout now co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan, and he is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
0: Brian, how are you doing? I am doing well, Robert, uh, and yes, you are also listening to the voice of Bobby Belt on 105.3 <laughs> The Fan, Morning Show, RJ, and uh, Choppy no. Uh, sean. yes and RJ. the rj and choppy show the yeah. rj and choppy show no it's actually the sean and rj show with with bobby belt on there cowboy insider for 105.3 the fan as well love the star <laughs> podcast hoster what else did i forget bobby there's a thousand that's other it. things no, that's other things it
1: that's so, it we did we knocked it out uh how was your Super
0: Bowl week, Bobby? How, it was, was, it was, how was Radio Rose Super Bowl week for you?
1: I, it was great. There, it was. It was, it was wonderful. Uh, I, we had a, we had a great time as a crew out there. Uh, it was really enjoyable. Um, had a couple great interviews. Adam Thielen from the Vikings is fantastic. That,
0: that was good. That was. Good.
1: He is. He is so funny and so sharp. Uh, we had a couple other great interviews. Uh, somebody you've mentioned before, Thomas Dimitrov. We had him; he was fantastic. Tommy D. You got Tommy yeah, D. in the he, building. He he was wonderful. Uh, I mean, just a lot of great interviews in general. Great time hanging out with the guys. Uh, e- even though I was uh, wildly ill of my own doing uh, on Tuesday night into Wednesday. But, but how was how was your Super Bowl radio row, Brian?
0: I tell you what it was a um, it was a really good experience Bobby and I you know I hadn't been to one of those settings since 2011 when the Super Bowl was here in Dallas and I got to go downtown I, I find that whole thing fascinating I find the handlers moving the celebrities and uh, dignitaries around to all the interview tables. I was so happy so happy that I got to catch up with Jim McMahon my old guy from uh, Chicago Bears uh, quarterback of fame he was with us in Green Bay the year we won the Super Bowl in 96 he uh, he's one of my favorite guys ever ever to be around with I my favorite player all the time is Darren Woodson who I got to spend some time with at the airport last night him and his lovely wife and and son were there and we were. Uh, I think I was complaining more about him not being in the Hall of Fame than he was. There, I think there, one time Darren's wife looked at me. I was. I was to the point where I was almost cursing, and she was <laughs> worried about the child. And she's like, "Oh, Brian, I really admire what you're saying." And I'm. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to lose it right here in the, in the airport at the gate. Uh, but uh, you know. I said this before. I'll say it again. I was with Leroy Butler at uh Green Bay. I was with Darren Woodson in uh in Dallas. Darren Woodson's a better player. You know, and this will probably get me in trouble with Green Bay people, but <laughs> I really don't care. I really don't care. Darren Woodson was a better player uh than uh than our guy at the Tampa Bay's uh you know Buc- Ronde Barber no, not Rondé Barber. No. Well, he's better
1: than, Barber too, yeah, but, uh, better than Rondé Barber, too. But better than John Lynch.
0: John Lynch. John yeah. Lynch. I'll say this about Troy Palomal and also say it about Ed Reed. Great players. Great players. Played in the same era with uh, Darren Woodson. Those guys could cover. They could tackle. They were leaders. I mean, No no disrespect to Leroy, to Leroy Butler. No disrespect. I, I have a Super Bowl ring because of you, sir. But I... I feel like if you gave me a Hall of Fame vote, I would vote Darren Woodson and not just because Darren Woodson's a good guy. Darren Woodson never came off the field. Never. No. Special teams, defense, it, it, he didn't, he never came off the field. He played on everything. And uh he's you know, he's the all-time leading tackler in Dallas Cowboys history. How many players on defense do the Dallas Cowboys have in the Uh, Hall of Fame. A lot. They have a lot of them. Darren Woodson is the all-time leading tackler of the Dallas Cowboys. Just let that kind of sink in to your head. Talk about all the great teams that this. and unfortunately, his last three years – and I I apologize to him because, again, we were 5-11 all those years, those final few years in his career, and not one time – I've never been with a player that wanted to win – as badly as he did every week, never, never been with a guy. I mean, I've been with some Hall of Fame player, players, Reggie White, you know, I've been with some great ones. And Darren Woodson was that guy to me. He was that guy. And I lost a little bit in the airport last night. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> as you should. It's a disappointing story. Now, I, I, got, I got one more before we dive into some of the Hall of Fame discussion because there's some good news about the Hall of Fame and the Cowboys. Yeah.
0: Chuck Hallie, yo, good for Chuck Hallie. Chuck, can I Chuck say real, big. Yeah, can I say something real quick about this. I love my brothers and sisters that vote for the Hall of Fame. Rick Goslin, love you, man. Shereen Williams, love you. Clark Judge, love you. Um, you know, a lot of them do stuff with the Seniors Committee. The Chuck Hallies of the world. Um, we need to figure out if these guys are going into the Hall of Fame. We need to make sure they go into the Hall of Fame before they're 85 years old, and maybe are losing a little bit of the the mental capabilities to know what's going on. You know, Chuck Halley is a Hall of Fame player. Chuck, if Chuck Halley was a Hall of Fame player today, Chuck Halley was a Hall of Fame player five, 10, 15 years ago. Okay. And I and I love you, Rick. And I love you, Shereen and Clark. I love you guys. And I know your hands are tied and you're doing the best you can to get these seniors in there. I get it. But, gosh, please get them in there bef- so they know that they go to their final days knowing they were in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You yeah. know, it doesn't help. I mean, it's great for the family that they know that they could go to Canton, Ohio and see a bust of their their dad or their you know, grandfather, or uncle, whatever. They they know that they could see that. But, man, it's just tough when these guys get to a certain age and they don't know what's happening or they can't go enjoy the ceremony, you know? Yeah. That's – uh I have a uh, – but so happy Chuck Howley got in. So happy that he got in. I really am.
1: No, absolutely. I think you make a great point because we saw it. This week, I mean guys who were in the Hall of Fame, but I think we saw it on radio row this week. Several guys who are in the Hall of Fame right now but are getting near the end of their lives and they're they're still, you know, you know, they're getting to a point in their lives where they're 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 not gonna if, if this was the time they were getting enshrined, they wouldn't have that awareness of what they just experienced or, yeah. or, or knowledge. It's 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 a violent game. We've talked about that. And and as you age, that naturally comes with its deficiencies. And so when you combine them together sometimes the, the the last few years are, are really difficult and you'd like for them to get in before that's too much of a problem. Well
0: I I get uh, we were fortunate enough to interview Carl Eller okay and a lot of people are listening to the love of the star right now. as y'all know, I'm 59 years old and I saw Carl Eller play with you know with Gary Larson and Alan Page and you know I, I saw him play I saw the purple people leaders play against the Cowboys in playoff games. Uh, it, Fran Tarkington, uh, the whole, the whole group. Okay. Um, but we got to interview Carl Eller and, you know, they were, he was there in his hall of fame jacket and, you know, and I was, it was nice to ask him questions about playing against Roger Staubach, you know, and playing against in those games and playing for the legendary Bud Grant. And, you know, I mean, I, I think yeah. my guy, I think my guys on my show, uh, were happy that I was there because I was old enough to. Ask them all the questions. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: But
0: but but these guys are the pillars, the pillars of the National Football League. What we're about to do on Super Bowl Sunday, they're they're the they're the pillars of why this game is what it is, you know. So I just hope that in future considerations of the Hall of Fame, and we don't know about health for a lot of these guys, but let's be honest the health of these guys, a lot of it is affected by games that they played in the 60s and the 70s, you know, when yeah. equipment wasn't as good and they didn't have concussion protocol and they didn't have doctors on the sidelines uh, looking at you. So to me, I just kind of feel like that if we could get these guys in quicker, and I'm not just talking about Chuck Cowley, Chuck I'm talking about anybody that's on that level of, you know, hey, if they're good enough to be Hall of Famers today – They should have been in Hall of Famer 10 years ago, for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that. And uh, one more Radio Row question for you here uh, before we get into some of the other Hall of Fame stuff and then uh, Dak Prescott at the NFL Honors. Uh, Were you at all concerned for the safety of your teammate, Eric Chiafalo, when he went up to LeVar Arrington and tried to just talk to him on Radio Row?
0: Well, okay, this is the story. <laughs> uh, he was talking with with TJ Husman Zada, who the yep. old Cincinnati Bengal. And there was a time in the early two thousands where we had a player named James Whalen, uh, tied in James Whalen. And uh, James, we were looking to move James. We were we were you know we were looking to move him, but the Bengals called, and it was Jim Lippincott, who was the pro personnel director for the Bengals. And Lippy calls me and goes, Hey, uh, hey, uh, we're interested in James Whalen. Would you be interested in TJ Zada? And this is really before TJ was kind of, you know, on that where he, you know, had those few good years. And uh I said, Yeah, do you want me to turn in the paperwork on the trade, or do you want to handle it on your end? And Lippy goes, Well, uh, okay, wait a minute. I I I'll call you back. Well, your dumbass radio partner here was too <laughs> was too anxious to make you know i was like yeah hey yeah, we'll trade you whaling for houston zada no problem we'll be happy to do that lippicott calls back next day hey brian i think we're gonna hang on to this guy oh thank you and all that and i'm like oh geez. so anyway i tell the story to eric and eric's gonna ask him questions about it like Hey, because you know, Eric goes, you ever thought you were going to be a Dallas Cowboy? So if he agreed to the if he agreed to the the interview part of it, then they were going to hit him with the back and forth of the story I just told our listeners. But we never got to that point because Lavar Arrington, I think he looked at Eric like that time in two thousand when he hit <laughs> Troy Aikman. <laughs> yeah, he basically ended Troy Aikman's career on a on Aikman scrambles trying to get to the corner of the end zone, get to the pylon and, and LeVar Arrington just knocked him into row three. And that was kind of the end of Troy Aikman right there. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I think Eric did a great job. That takes guts to just walk up. Brandon Marshall was another one. He tried to hit and he's like, Hey, we're going to do this the right way. We do it the right way. Well, Brandon, we did try to do it the right way. You yeah, you it.
1: no-called no-showed. So. You, you gave us the Heisman. So,
0: yeah, we're, we're trying hey, whatever, whatever it takes. But that's what the thing about Super Bowl and Radio Row is. I'll, I'll say this real quick, and I know this is a cowboy-related type show. I will say this about Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Pat, Ma- Pat McAfee, there were two tables that were near us that were veterans of veteran – you know, military-sponsored tables. Pat McAfee did both the interviews for these military tables. He did another one where a guy just asked him to do a stand-up with a camera right there and did like a five- to seven-minute interview. Pat McAfee, for the hour that he was standing in our area, was the most accessible, most kind, most generous to his t- for his time. Uh, and you talk about Pat McAfee could have gone on anybody's show, anybody's show on that table or in that in that building, and and they, they would have loved to have had him. But it was like he was kind of just kind of bouncing along, and if people wanted to take a picture with him or ask him a question or whatever, well, now he's getting sued, you know, him and,
1: yeah.
0: uh, you know, they're getting sued for uh, – but uh, but you talk about a guy that was like – you kind of watch him. was like, man, you know, sometimes you get tired when people come up and ask you stuff. And it makes you think like, bro, here's Pat McAfee. He's he's doing a million times better than you are right now. And he's and he's being accessible. I, I do my best. I really do to when people want to talk. but oh, you do a
1: great job with it. You, I try. I really try, kind. but
0: but not to the level what Pat McAfee is. And that's the experience of Radio Row, because you do get the LeVar Arringtons, and then you do get the Pat McAfee's.
1: Yeah, that was tense. I was concerned for Eric. I gotta be honest. Uh Eric Chief, follow our teammate there. I was I was a little worried, even watching it back knowing he was safe. I was concerned watching it. It was it was a little uh little I,
0: Let's let me tell you what. Go back if if you can and you want to see just a genuine fun interview. Go back in my the time when I was with uh, with the K and C guys and we interviewed uh Jim McMahon, and it was him and Kyle Turley. Yeah. And by the way, Kyle Turley was Lane Johnson before there was Lane Johnson. That that that's the kind of athlete he was, kind of yeah. player he was. But if you want to go back and find maybe you can find the interview with me. I, I think on our the Odyssey on the 1053 uh if you want to go it's on back on our
1: YouTube page somewhere. Yeah, I think, I'll tell a, you we're, what we're, we're man,
0: Jim 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 I told three stories on Jim that were all like the, the look on his face and the smile, it kind of all brought it back for him. It really, really did
1: that's uh that's that's good times there you guys can check it out go over to our youtube page at 105 through the fan you'll be able to check that out um before we uh, as we just wrap up this segment really quick couple quick things yeah uh, Marcus Marcus wearing to the hall of fame was that just one of these you gotta wait wait your turn like it was that was that just some silly game that was being played with voters
0: i don't know what game that was all about I just kind of felt like you kind of watched see we're getting into an era right now though bobby where these writers have actually seen these guys play. There was a time there when I first started in the league in the 90s where a lot of guys were going into the Hall of Fame and some of these voters had not seen them play. And then you got those voters that – that those a lot of those old Pittsburgh-born uh, newspaper guys all went by the wayside. The Dallas guys all went. And so then you had these young voters that are now older writers – that had never seen a lot of these older guys play, and I don't know how you can watch games and or and and be a fan of the NFL and not know the story of Demarcus Ware, you know, and 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 what he was able to do. So for him to have to wait a year, um, I'm sure he's. I'm sure it's all uh, a forgotten memory right now. He's he's going into the Hall of Fame.
1: And Dak Prescott, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award at NFL Honors. How about
0: that? We called that one on the and radio. We
1: we did. I think you and I had both heard some of the same chatter too. That
0: that's the great thing about being on was, Radio Row.
1: There yeah. was a thought he was going to go in. he was going to win it last year. Yeah. And Andrew Whitworth retired, and that kind of there they got since this happened, that kind of threw some things off and, and changed it a little bit. But what uh, a great honor.
0: Well, I had a great guy, honor, great
1: speech, great yeah. video presentation. Just, I mean, admirable work that Dak does. Obviously, I had
0: somebody call me up in the organization or text me after he won it and says, "You guys need to stop kicking that guy in the junk, you know, with all your <laughs> stuff like that." I'm like, man, hey, he's, you know, it's tough being the Cowboys quarterback, but what a great honor. I, I, I couldn't imagine a better honor from, uh, from the NFL. Uh, that that is a very very elite group that's a part of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he's he's done such a. I know, like some people will will talk about like, well, I don't I don't want a quarterback who, who's going to win, you know, a Boy Scout badge. I want a quarterback who's going to win like hard. Did somebody games. say that? Does there there was say... some of that. There was some oh, of that wow. on, on social media. But I, I think that I think the difference is while you do want that on your team, regardless, I think quarterback is a position especially where you'd want that. I think you do want your quarterback being somebody who's admirable and somebody who's a big-time leader and that people can can believe in. And so he's just – he is a – sometimes you run into people where they're one way to the media and you think you have an understanding of them, and then when you see them when the cameras are off, you get an understanding that they are not that person.
0: Oh, I've been around those guys. Yeah, I think we all have. Several of them played for this team.
1: Some several of out. them, yeah, several of them played the same position on this team. Anyway, uh, if you look at the with Dak, I think that you look and see that there he's that person. Regardless, there they're that they're, he's the same guy, the, the same guy you guys believe he is publicly. That's who he is when the cameras are off. Yep. and uh, he's 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 an absolutely great guy to deal with. And uh, you know, while, while while we all do take turns. Kicking him in the junk, as as somebody had said to you, Brian. Yeah. I, I think it's important for us to remember that uh, that we're, we're, we're pretty blessed to have that type of a leader, at least here in the organization. Yeah. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts
2: AutoShip Order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
1: All right, before we move on, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful sponsor here, our wonderful partner, really, at Love of the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I keep telling you guys, Boomer Jacks is the spot for anything that you're looking for, any sort of environment you're looking for in your dining experience, whether it's a place to eat with the family, uh, happy hour with the coworkers, place to watch the big game on Sunday with your buddies. Uh, Boomer Jacks is the spot. They've got it set up for you. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music great patios at a number of these locations, and, and great food, great drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. And Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the time to go if you are a lover of wings. Tuesdays are half-price boneless or bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they've got great stuff for you every day of the week. There's 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, you know, we had a couple weeks ago, Jerry Jones talk at Senior Bowl and and make a couple declarations about players. And then we had obviously discussed and said, look, the, the, they haven't even had their meetings yet. This is a little too early for that. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and project out a little bit, regardless of what Jerry had to say or anything else. We're going to take a look at some of the Cowboys salary cap concerns. And I want to get your, your feedback on it, Brian, how you think this plays out for some of these guys as it stands now. The Cowboys are six point seven million over the cap. So, they need to get
0: rid of you, is what they need. They I know. Can, I know hear that I'm right
1: e- there. E- eating up too much space, uh, as usual. Until well for now, wait till soda. I won't be eating up so much space anymore. You look
0: good, by the way. You can uh, tell. You look good. You look good. Down
1: f- fifteen pounds in two weeks. So we're, we're 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 marching along here. But uh, you know, you look at the the salary cap where it is, that's even with them rolling over some free cap space from this year, they're still in the red. So if we were to look at this Cowboys roster and some of their biggest pre-June 1st savings on the cap. Now, here's a a distinction for those of you that maybe don't have an understanding of this. I know you hear, you know, June 1 and and you hear some of these dates and pre-June 1 and post-June 1. And it it may be confusing to some of you. Basically, post-June 1 means you can split the dead money on your cap into two years. You can split the cap hit into two years. So if somebody's cap hit is $20 million, if you were to cut them before June 1st, it will be $10 million for this season, $10 million for the year after if you do it June 1 or after or designate them as a June 1 cut. That's when you would get the cap savings relief. So it's always good to look at who are the biggest savings before June 1st so that the Cowboys can access that cap space right away in free agency and do the things that they need to do. Brian, do you have any idea offhand who is the biggest pre June one savings that the Cowboys have? If they were to let him go.
0: Are you going to tell me it's that running back?
1: No, he's number two.
0: Are you going to tell me it's the, uh, the right tackle? Uh,
1: yeah. The right or left tackle, however you want to describe him. Tyron Smith. Yeah. So two players that we we've, talked about in recent years as are these guys a little washed are they a little over the hill is it time to move on now you're presented with this question while they are the two largest cap savings you could possibly get uh tyron smith saves you nine and a half million if you were to release him in fact tyron smith saves you more money on his release than any two players save you combined and so tyron is the the biggest obvious one staring them in the face and then ezekiel elliott 4.8 million so Brian, are the, is that the, the, are those the two biggest questions the Cowboys have to work out during their meetings this off season? Like those are the two initial ones. They got to get out the way and discuss, Hey, what are we going to do about these guys?
0: If you were just watching me on this, uh, cast, I did my gritted my teeth <laughs> and I sucked in wind as I, you know, that kind of that look, uh, I tell you what, I there's a there's a side of me that believes, and this is because it's been reported to me that if they were to trade or to cut Tyron Smith, he would be done. He would just he would if he, he would just retire. If they were to trade him or cut him, he would just quit.
1: He's That'll just be. a cowboy for life.
0: Yeah, that's I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Um there has to be a time. Uh they did a redraft the other day. And I I know it was uh, Tyler Smith was picked eighth overall in the in the redraft. Congratulations to him! Uh, I thought played well this year. Played well. Um, Who knew that the Cowboys' running game would completely go into gutter without Terrence Steele playing right tackle?
1: Boy, how is uh, how's that negotiating position? for for Terrence Steele's agent good good guy by the way Eric Burkhardt but how how strong a position for him heading into negotiations this offseason
0: I'll tell you what man Eric and and Terrence and as is anybody that's followed us and on the love of the star or 105.3 the fan or Cowboys pre and post game show the thousands of things that we all do I was really unfair to Terrence Steele really unfair to him and uh you know I still don't believe he's the best pass blocker you have, but I will say this: I was thinking that you were going to get a huge upgrade at right tackle with Terrence Steele in there.
1: Tyron Smith,
0: I'm oh, Tyron Smith. Excuse me, you, you didn't you didn't get that. You got you got some some good work, but not. You know, Terrence Steele played the position better. He just he really did, and so and while and while
1: he's not a mauling pass to a pass, no no he will get the job done most of the time no he
0: absolutely 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 there's a, there's some there's a lot of merit to the way that he plays and so uh i I can't apologize to that kid enough for what he's done now it'll be interesting to see with uh you know with a new line coach with uh Mike Solari in there because yep. you know, because he had a really good relationship and here I'm talking about right tackles but I'm just trying to tell you Solari's, sure. Solari's relationship. Now you got some, you got some veteran guys that kind of, you know, Zach Martin. We saw what happened when Zach Martin when they brought in Paul Alexander. You know how that didn't really work out for guys. Terrence Steele, obviously, mean, uh, uh, Tyron Smith, uh, at the time, Lyle Collins, all those guys were like, ah, no, no, we're no, we're not going to do this kind of a thing. So I, I wonder if with with Mike Solari, how with that level of of learning, teaching, developing even further, where we're going to be with that. So I feel like that uh, we've probably seen the last of Tyron Smith. I feel like that. I know that Jerry talks about him and Jason Peters. I think that's Jerry being really nice because the one meeting that's going to matter is this meeting they're going to have before they go to the combine at the end of the month. That's the meeting that's going to matter. Okay? Because... That's the one that's going to dictate when they get on that bus uh outside the Marriott there in Indianapolis. When the agents come in and they close the door and they start to really negotiate, that's where you're gonna know their team. That is where they're gonna know. And I I there's a side of me that the the Jason Peters, no, Tyron Smith, likely not. So I, I feel like that's a move on right there.
1: And then obviously the other one there that we referenced at the start of it, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, we, we hear the reports that he'd take a pay cut. I absolutely believe he would. I, I believe the Cowboys.
0: How, how low can you take him?
1: But how exactly how close can that uh, number get together? And I don't yeah. think it's going to get close enough. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And so I think this is probably the end for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, if he, now here's the question here. If you pre-June 1 release him, you're just 4.8 million free instantly, you don't have to worry about carrying a cap charge in the next year. If you do post June 1M, you can more than double that. You can get 10 point, uh, I believe it's, let's see, here, let's get the exact number. It's 10.9 million if you wait until uh, to post June 1M to free up that money. Would you, but then again, you are carrying that cap charge in the next year as well. Would you rather just eat the charge this year, get the almost 5 million instantly and move on? Or would you rather the larger cap figure and just say, hey, let's, Let's just get some flexibility June first, and we'll we'll just deal with the well, charge next year. They
0: could they could they could designate him a post June one, actually before June one. Am I correct about that? Right.
1: Yeah, but they don't get the cap relief until June first, so they could do the- today and then just designate him as that. But they wouldn't get the cap relief till June.
0: Give me the five million dollars now.
1: Me too. Just just take the bath and be done with it. Yeah. Uh, because because there are other and, ways.
0: And I guarantee there's guys that watch our show, and I know this because when I do radio, I get text messages from people that work <laughs> over there, and they're like, you're an idiot. I'm like, I know I'm an idiot. That's why I don't work with you guys anymore. But <laughs> but see, I this whole thing with the cap, I mean, I wonder, and I, I, I want to ask that question, and maybe the next time we do a show, I could ask somebody, would you rather take – Five or four million now, or ten million later. You know that's I, I I I assume taking the ten million would be the right play, but what kind of hoops do you have to jump through to get to the ten million? You
1: know. Well, let's let's see if uh, if I can find you an extra. Uh, let me see if I can find you an extra player for a pre June one release that makes it a little worth it. Then, if you really want that extra space to get closer to it, so I'll throw out a, a couple pre June one releases here. Jordan Lewis four point seven million freed up. Okay, you want the money or you want Jordan Lewis? I
0: think I'll take the money.
1: You will. Okay, I might keep Jordan Lewis if I can have Jordan Lewis, Trayvon Diggs, and uh, you know, Deron Bland. I will
0: tell you, I might just i Deron Bland looks for real to me. He does.
1: Him. He does. But I mean, you can play him outside or slot or figure it out. Let me throw you out another player then. And I don't think either one of us would be on board with this 4.4 million. If you release J Ron curse.
0: I man, I, I'll tell you what, I think there's something
1: that's their captain.
0: Yeah. I think there's something very special about J Ron curse. I don't think he ever got to stay completely healthy this year. I think there was always something bothering him, but he lined up and played as much as he could play. I, maybe it's sentimental. Maybe I understand what Dan Quinn sees in him. I, I, I would do all I could to fight
1: to keep him, is what I would do. 4.2 million from Dorrance Armstrong.
0: I was thinking that Dorrance Armstrong was going to be something extremely special, a breakout year. I think he had a lot of sacks. I think there was some up and down play with this guy. I really, really do. And so I, um, Man, I want to believe, but I'll take the money.
1: And another one. This is what I, I get the sense you're gonna to say to take the money here on this. 3.4 million from Malik Hooker.
0: Take the money. He that's the that's the easiest one I got right there. I, I, I don't I don't to me the Malik Hooker one, I feel like there's some safeties in this. Uh I, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose Donovan Wilson, to be honest with you.
1: No, no, I really nope. don't. If you were to make those releases right there, all pre June 1, Ezekiel Elliott, Jordan Lewis, Dorrance Armstrong, Malik Hooker, that gets you somewhere in the range of about 16, 17 million free pre June 1st. Mm. That's valuable. That's valuable cash to have. And if you throw Tyron Smith on top of it, it's another 25, Brian, mm-hmm. uh, or, or 25 total when you throw Tyron Smith on top of that. Then you do full restructures of Dak Prescott. Zach Martin that gets you thirty one million. So why, why
0: am I why am I going to let this Dak Prescott one just ride?
1: Oh, I don't think you let it ride. I think you restructure or give him a contract extension. They well, got the money.
0: I know what you're thinking, but man. I, I'm I'm interested to see how Dak Prescott plays with Mike. McCartney. Man, what did we what did we
1: just say? What did we just say last segment? The end of last segment, Brian. Let's stop kicking this guy in the junk, and then you're sitting there trying to go ah screw that cap savings. I need to figure out if this quarterback can play.
0: I'm just telling you as I'm covering my eyes. Yeah,
1: you're uh, you're ashamed of what you're doing right now.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I.
1: Well, but this, just, this, for this, argument, just, is,
0: just for the sake this, of argument, just for the sake of argument, I'm letting it million. ride this year. I'm letting it ride this okay. year. I'm letting. Okay.
1: Okay. Just, just for the sake of argument, though, Dak and Zach Martin would give you 31 million. The releases we talked about would give you another 25. That's 56 million freed up. You're six million in the red right now. So that gives you 50 million in cap space going into free agency. That's good money for Donovan Wilson. That's good money for Ceedee Lamb. If you want to get done Trayvon Diggs now, you can, and that's good right, money. Let me ask
0: you this. Let me ask you this. Between yeah. between Diggs, between Diggs and Lamb, who is going to be the more difficult to sign? Diggs. Who Diggs. is gonna? Who is gonna, Who is gonna make it harder on you to sign him?
1: Diggs Trayvon Diggs will.
0: There's no question, right? Lamb. Lamb.
1: I. I think Lamb. I. I don't. I, and I haven't talked to anybody yet uh, I'll start having these conversations soon I'm sure but Why
0: can't they stagger these contracts
1: I feel I feel like Le- I mean it's really hard to stagger the contracts when at, no, Lam- no, 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 no. at least two years of control Diggs has one it's going to be tough but Lamb I, I have I have strong confidence Lamb gets an extension this off season. I think I think he gets done this I off. think I think Diggs is going to make it hell on the Cowboys I really do. Well, and I think from their perspective, they view it as the Cowboys are making a hell on digs and that they're trying to penny pinch and, and get cute with it. And so I I do look, I'd love for it to get done this offseason. I think we're heading towards a potential franchise tag next year. That's what I
0: Let towards. me ask you this. Oh, we had Mike Lombardi on my my guy, uh you know, from uh Vison. And Mike, we asked him the question about tagging Pollard. Because mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't think of Pollard as a running back, you think of him as a weapon. You think about he does all, a lot. Yeah, you, you know you don't don't think oh he's a running back. No, he and, and it makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you something real quick, Bobby. I know we're up against it. Yeah, um, so Micah Parsons is going to be a thirty eight million dollar year player.
1: Oh my gosh! Uh, if he is, then you're not letting that Dak contract ride, Brian. You, I, know. I know. You need to go ahead and free space up now.
0: I know because a lot if, of money. What if because if Nick Bosa, there's talk about Nick Bosa being a $35 million a year player, like a the first non-quarterback that's like that, you know? I don't know, man.
1: Nick Bosa, who won Defensive Player of the Year, Micah Parsons didn't get a single vote. It's 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 some interesting. We'll be having all these discussions as we uh get further along in the process. Uh you're Nick, listening to the Love the Star podcast. What what give it to me, Brian? nothing,
0: what? nothing. nothing. Same Come on, pro- send it pro- out. Probably the same people vote for the Hall of Fame, you know, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Stars is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Selling a little or a lot. podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
1: presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today all right, before we move on, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful sponsor here, our wonderful partner, really, at Love of the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I keep telling you guys, Boomer Jacks is the spot for anything that you're looking for, any sort of environment you're looking for in your dining experience, whether it's a place to eat with the family, a uh, happy hour with the coworkers, place to watch the big game on Sunday with your buddies. Uh, Boomer Jacks is the spot. They've got it set up for you. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music great patios at a number of these locations, and and great food, great drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. And Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the time to go if you are a lover of wings. Tuesdays are half-price boneless or bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they've got great stuff for you every day of the week. There's 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our favorite segment of the show. It is the Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. Uh, we're going to run through some of your questions here. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's go first with uh, Garrett. Uh, Garrett is asking, have we started to hear any whispers about players the organization might be eyeing, similar to Tyler Smith, LVE, Zeke Picks, and other years where we kind of have an idea of who they like from the early stages? Generally, even when we had an idea of who they liked in the early stages, it was not quite this early. Um, it was more like the last month leading up to it. We'll come out of Combine. We'll start Combine, hearing- Combine. Visits.
0: Yeah, just get this thing to the Combine. Get, get into a pro days. Get into pro days in March. And I guarantee by the middle of March, we'll have an idea of what direction they're going with this thing.
1: Absolutely, I think I think we'll have a better grasp on things once we get through combine. Once we know who they're starting to interview, players will start telling you stand up there. Do you have a thirty visit with the Cowboys? Yep, I do. You'll start piecing it together. We'll start doing our best to work and find out the list, uh, you know, of, of who the Cowboys are bringing in. But. Uh, early and then,
0: and then somebody released the list and get us all in trouble and you know yeah, yeah nah, I'm, just, a lot. I'm, just, I'm just I'm just I'm just kidding I'm just kidding. I'm oh,
1: not man. kidding Thanks a lot for that dude <laughs> uh, No I you know it's funny I just I know one name that I've heard uh, just, but it's not anybody they'd have in the first round But I do I have heard they like Kendra Miller from TCU the running yeah run. and you so, should, oh, you should that, like that's it. a that's a player that I know that they uh, they have some interest in and so keep an
0: eye keep an eye on Tank Big Speak running back
1: from all see we're we're just gonna keep throwing out man we just threw out two running back names Brian this is setting up for B. John Robinson to Dallas isn't it? Now of course obviously the Cowboys like everybody like Jalen Carter and they like Will Anderson and guy but they're not picking those guys. Uh but, so looking for other names that are more realistic or maybe even further along in the well, draft.
0: My guy Porter my guy Porter I was I was flying home uh from Phoenix and I was just sitting there on the airplane and Looking at Twitter and like they showed Porter was running like four three in some workout. I'm like going, and people were mocking him down to 26. I kept saying, he's not going to be there, guys. I
1: don't. You remember? You remember who was getting mocked to the Cowboys at 24 last year? This early in the process?
0: Who? Who was it? The defense? Oh, was it? Uh, it was the. It was
1: defense. the guy. It was the guy who went number one overall. Yeah, Trayvon
0: Walker. Trayvon Walker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You're right. And so. Uh, not always not always the most consistent uh, thing, January mock drafts, other than last year. You remember who Mel Kuyper mocked in January to the Cowboys? Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith. Uh, next question here from Mario. What is going to be the number one storyline of the Cowboys offseason, Brian? I mean, I think a lot of it's going to be what we just discussed, making financial decisions on longtime Cowboys veterans.
0: How about – how about – Okay, I like what you're saying about that, but how about the, the development of the offensive staff? You know, And I, I say this in this way. McCarthy is calling plays. Brian Schottenheimer, uh, you know, Wells. Uh, who's going to be the running backs? I mean, I kind of look – I think this is an important year for these offensive coaches. And I know there's some new ones, but, you know, we need to start kind of feeling about, okay – Really diving in, what is Mike McCarthy's philosophy about play calling? What does he like to do? What is Brian Schottenheimer? What's his role? What's Mike Solari's role? You know, what's going on at wide receiver? What's going on? I mean, we have very, 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 very few questions about what's going on in defense because we understand that this offense is a whole nother thing now. So I, I, I like what you're saying about the offseason and money and how it's all going to come together. But I'm also interested to see when we get to those OTAs, mini camps, and stuff like that. You know what kind of things are they working at on uh, working on uh, on the offensive side of the ball?
1: Yeah, and how much Dak Prescott's involved in that? How much autonomy Dak Prescott has? How much they're going to try and just maybe take those sorts of decisions out of his hands? And and, because we don't have a great idea yet of how that interplay look. Mike McCarthy is, is is in all likelihood calling plays here, as as we've heard, signaled to us. And the end of his tenure calling plays was a lot of frustration with the quarterback having a lot of autonomy and calling things and Some, some does say it, does, does some, he want to go through that again? Some say wanna give it
0: <laughs> Yeah, some say it harkens back to the days of Bart Starr in the sixties with Bart Starr. That Rogers was just calling the plays. It
1: <laughs> that's really what, it,
0: might, yeah.
1: So that's sure I, what it he, seemed like. And so, does he want? Does he want a quarterback to be that free? Maybe Mike McCarthy says, "I want my plays being called, and and this is the way we're going to do things." It'll be it'll be interesting to see how how that uh that that interaction plays out. Uh, yeah. Next question here from Sean: Do you think Jalen Tolbert will have similar issues getting on the field next season from having to learn a new offense that is known for long slash wordy play calls?
0: No, I, you know what? I, I just feel like if this this was a very much a very eye opening experience for Tolbert. And I think that he, everything that he went through, I, I think he's a good kid. I really do. I think, oh, yeah. A, I, I, I don't, I don't, he was not a trouble. This was,
1: this was not got, a Kelvin Joseph. I, I, was I was just saying. think,
0: I just think he didn't know. Uh, we said he was we, overwhelmed, Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill yeah. is like I. What there's inactives. I'm not on the game day rot. What this this to me? If if you're talking about somebody that can make a jump from year one to year two, I'm willing to. I would, would willing to put some dollars down that Jalen Tolbert will be that guy.
1: Yeah, I I still I still really it's funny. I was trying to. It, near the end of the season when everybody was dogging on Jalen Tolbert and and it was easy to do so. He was definitely an easy target along the process because it's like, hey, they're, they're sitting out here doing everything they can to figure out wide receiver with Odell Beckham Jr. and T.Y. Hilton and everything that they're doing, trying to get James Washington back on the field. Why can't the third-round pick step up and play? Yeah. So I, I understood the frustration why it became an easy target, but at the end of the year I had to go back and – and I watched some of his film again at South Alabama just to kind of get it fresh in my head again. And you watch it, and you're like, man, this is still a good player. Heck yeah, this, it is. This guy's still got talent. And and so I, I think you need to hold on to what – you you still need to hold on to your evaluation a little bit, your initial evaluation of him, I, I and say this is this is a good football player and somebody that was probably just overwhelmed by the South Alabama to the NFL jump. And uh, a guy who, I, I mean, I think he's only played organized football since his sophomore or junior year in high school. So there's still a lot. And then Steven Jones did okay. a lot that, hey, we asked him to do a lot. Uh, asked him to do, uh, uh, you know, a, a ton really early, and, and it probably cost him. Uh, next question here from Doug. Brian, what do you think about drafting either Dalton Kincaid or Luke Musgrave at 26? I think he uh, – that, Whoa, that's- we're going tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, that's the, uh, the, yeah. the, uh, Oregon state, Oregon
0: state Utah, yeah,
1: uh, Utah tight end.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: yeah, look, Musgrave is a, is, is a freak athlete in, in terms of he, he's gonna, he's gonna run crazy. He's somebody that might ascend pretty quick. Um, by the way, if you, if you, if you want another, and that's another guy that, uh, I neglected earlier. That's another guy I know the Cowboys think well of. Is Musgrave, but uh, I, man, the the I think the Cowboys feel pretty confident that they can build the tight end room with value picks and like I mean they've they felt good about McEwen. They felt good about uh, Ferguson and and Hendershot. Schultz himself being a fourth round pick that comes in here. I don't think they'd ever think we need to spend twenty six on a tight end.
0: This tight end class stretches. I you know as much as. Uh, the two great names that the, the our uh listener gave us, but I will say this, man, I am, uh, I am likely, I think I'm going to have a better player on the board, but you know what? That might be, it might be, that might be one of those tight ends, whichever one of those tight ends you put in the first round, that might be the last guy of that stack that you have. Say you have, Say so you have 20 first round grades, number 20 might be one of these tight ends. And if it got to 26, the value might be just a little bit too much to pass up. We did it with Jason Witten in uh 2003. First round grade, his grade was a 119. He was the last player we had on the board in that round in the first round of that draft. And we got to the third round. And that's, we got to the third round because it was like Dallas Clark, LJ Smith. They had all these, uh, these tight ends that went ahead of Jason Witten. And, you know, finally it's like Bill Parcells looked at Jerry and Jerry's like, we got to take Witten here, don't we? Third round, we got to take this guy, right? (laughs) And Bill goes, yeah, we got to take this guy. We do. And it worked out. It really, really did. But I have a feeling that one of these tight ends, or maybe both of them, are going to be your last, final two first round grades in your stack, if that makes sense. One to twenty or one to twenty two, player nineteen and player twenty one could be these tight ends.
1: I think uh, I think you're dead on with that last question here, and we'll have to limit this a little bit because we're we're starting to run over on time. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but no, 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 not you. It's it's just we've we've run through a couple of questions here. Question from Matt. He says, what players do you not want our division rivals to pick in round one? Hashtag Dean Julia rules. Uh, but let's look at – let, let's narrow it just to this. Let's narrow it just to Philly picking at 10. Yeah, Who terrified it? Because I know my answer. It's the same guy I'd love to pick if he was there at the back of the first round. I think if Philly picked Bijan Robinson at 10, I don't know how you stop Philly's offense for the next four years.
0: I I That's the one – cuz I kind of feel like that I feel like regardless of Philadelphia, you know they've got the two they've got the two picks. They've got the Saints pick and I believe that's a top I believe that's a top 10
1: pick. It's number um, 10.
0: Yeah, it's number 10. So they're going to already they're going to grab them a just a damn good player off the jump on that one. Um I kind of feel like I kind of feel like yeah, I don't want them to take him. I really wouldn't want them to take Jamar Gibbs on the back end too. Yeah. Cause, I, cause I'm starting from to see, running back yeah, from Alabama. Running, r- running back from Alabama. Cause if B. John Robinson were to go earlier, Jamar Gibbs late in the draft at 31 or 32 would be a damn good pick. Uh, for me, I, I don't, I really don't want them. Uh, man, their wide receiver room is really good. Their tight end room is really, really good. I would hate for them to grab some type of offensive, another offensive lineman, you know, cause then maybe, uh, Skaronsky at ten yeah, or something, yeah. Something as a like as
1: a Lane Johnson replacement, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Or or maybe, or
1: here's a, here's a, here's what if you look at another division rival, Washington picking sixteen, I wouldn't love it if they snatched Will Levis. That would yeah, be, yeah. I, I wouldn't like Will Levis to go there.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying, Tim, and th- Philadelphia too. Uh, I wonder, you know, if they get down, I I, I think this John Michael Smiths, the center from mission Mich- uh, from Minnesota. I think I think he's the same guy that they're playing with right now. He's 6'4, he's 315. He's a lot heavier. He's a lot heavier than Kelsey. He's the best center in the draft. And I I wonder where he's gonna fall on this board. I'd hate for him to get all the way down to, to Philadelphia, the bottom of this draft and and grab and grab him for like that. I'd hate for the Giants to get any wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, any of them—Jackson, uh, uh,
1: Smith, and Jigba, Quentin Johnson, Jalen Hyatt, anybody. Did, did,
0: uh, did you say something about the Commanders getting a quarterback?
1: I just, yeah, I said I wouldn't love it if Will Levis—they, they, yeah, they yeah. Will Levis at 16—that yeah. would be fun. Uh, yeah, but, with lot lots for us to uh, stress over ahead of Dallas's pick uh, here in April. That does it for us here on the Love of the Star podcast. Uh, we will talk to you guys again twice next week. Until then, we'll see you guys later. Old man winter here. If I had it my way,
0: it would stay winter all year long short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) oh Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here?
2: Your cold snap is over, old man Winter. Spring has arrived.
0: Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event
1: offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details